0: Hey podcast listeners, thanks for joining us for the All Saints Lutheran Sermon Series of Podcasts. We're so delighted that you've landed on this page, and we ask that you contextualize yourself by reading the descriptor. Enjoy, and let us know what you think. I will make you fishers of men, fishers of men, fishers of men. I will make you fishers of men if you follow me. Nice. I know it goes on and on and on, but I don't actually remember all the rest of it very well anymore, but I'm glad that some of you know that tune, and I'll warn you now that it has been stuck in my head ever since Miss Leah started humming a few bars of it on Wednesday during our Seeds of Faith recording session, so it's a bit of an earworm, and it'll just go over and over and over We have before us this morning a very familiar text. The calling of these fishermen is a story told also in Matthew and Mark's Gospels and no doubt featured prominently in several vacation Bible school curriculums or Sunday school or Seeds of Faith classes that you have taken part in over the years. The words are simple. Follow me and I will make you fish for people. It's a text that got me thinking a bit this week about the people that I follow. And for me, at least, I think that there are two rather broad categories of folks that I can think about. In the very modern sense, I follow all sorts of people online. I follow politicians and activists, monasteries and news outlets, podcasts and parliamentarians. I check the tweets of my favorite theologians and I watch reels of that coffee farm that I visited in Hawaii with Katie that one time. (laughs) Some of it is informational. Some of it is recreational. All of it is a pretty passive experience though, as I scroll past what they put into the world. But then, There are those that I follow because we have a relationship. I remember, as a kid, putting on my boots and following my dad around the farm, learning as we went. I followed my high school science teacher, who not only was deeply passionate and incredibly knowledgeable about the things that she taught us, but she also cared for us, and she made sure that we knew it. I think of seminary professors who so inspired me that I find myself still today echoing their preaching and teaching styles. Or my internship supervisor as I encounter situations with his words and advice bouncing around in my noggin. These are the people that I follow. I'm sure you can think of some of yours as well. And I hope you think about them. And while you're thinking about them, let me share another reason that this phrase has stuck with me. I mentioned before that Matthew and Mark's Gospels also have this fisher folk story. But there's a really key difference between the versions. You see, when Jesus encounters his future disciples in Mark and Matthew, he's walking along the seashore, encounters them, and says, follow me, and they do. And that's awesome. But that's it. And there's a misconception, I think, that all of the disciples immediately upon encountering Jesus just picked up and followed him, no questions asked. But what we have before us today in Luke is different. In Luke chapter 4, immediately before our text for this morning, Jesus meets Simon Peter. In fact, he visits him in his home and he heals his mother-in-law who is sick. And then the next day, After preaching to the crowds out in the boats, Peter again experiences a miracle. Empty nets suddenly overflowing with fish. Abundance where there was scarcity, enough to feed everyone. And in that moment, after these encounters, Peter, overwhelmed by what he has experienced, falls on his knees and says, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinner. You see, after these experiences... Peter knows who Jesus is. He calls him Lord. Later he'll name him as Messiah. He proclaims in that boat a truth that others would take years to learn. And he knows that he isn't worthy. Not by all the metrics of that society. Not to be around this guy. But Jesus says, follow me. And let's remember Not only has Peter experienced Jesus, but Jesus also now knows Peter. He stayed in his home. He's met his family. He's seen him at work. And he knows life. Jesus knows, too, that by every metric of society, Peter isn't worthy. He knows that Peter isn't perfect, that he is most definitely a sinner. And still, his invitation comes. Follow me. Do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching people. Now, there is something beautiful about the simplicity of the call stories of Mark and Matthew, and I won't deny that. But there is a richness to this text from Luke, something special about the fact that Jesus took the time to get to know Peter before he called him something real about the fact that Peter didn't follow Jesus until after that relationship had been established. Friends, I think we get this, right? It makes sense. I mean, my relationship with the professors at my seminary is far more formative for me than any following that I do of a theologian on Twitter. The embedded history of conversation and care that I experienced from my dad guides me day to day far more than any daily podcast that I might listen to. True following, true discipleship is grounded in relationship. It takes time to build up. It takes effort to maintain. And it's certainly not easy as click here to subscribe. Subscribe. That, dear friends, is what we're called to. When we say yes to following Jesus, we're saying yes to relationship. Not just with Jesus, but with all of those in need of the gospel. Because you'll remember that this text is not just about calling and following. It's a story also of radical and extravagant abundance. Jesus brought abundance Not to the entrenched powers or the religious leaders, but to those who were in need of repentance out in this little village. To people like Peter, who weren't good enough. To this far-off community of misfits and sinners, Jesus brought miracles of healing and richness of food. He'll go on to eat with tax collectors and allow a sinful woman to wash his feet He casts out demons and surrounds himself with those who society disregards again and again. His promises are always, always, always for the lowly and the less than and the other. Jesus's ministry is about right side upping the world. And so is ours. It's why, as a people of faith, we are gathering juice for our partners over at Open Hands Midway, and we spend our mission dollars to support the long term, day to day work of that ministry to a community in need. It's why we host a drop in center for youth experiencing homelessness, and we advocate at the city, county, and state levels to make affordable housing a priority. It's why we open our doors to folks to use our shower and our laundry facilities, and we connect them with resources to make sure that they get their water reconnected and find options for stable housing into the future. It's why we have pen pals with immigrants and refugees unfairly detained by a system focused on profits, and we work with our local school board to make sure that every single child in our community has equal access to education, regardless of the language they speak or the country of origin. It's why we wrote a welcome statement that proclaims loud and clear a message of welcome to everyone, regardless of the color of their skin or their sexual orientation, and we rally for trans rights march for justice and against the systems of oppression and open our doors wide, knowing that in doing so, we will have to change. Because Jesus filled nets and fed people, and he called out the systems that made folks hungry to begin with. Because Jesus looked at sinners and said, follow me. Because Jesus calls to you and calls to me and demands that we walk the walk, that we show up, do good, be kind. People of God, this is who we follow. And it's not always easy. But we worship a God who loves us so much, wants us to follow so badly that God came to be in relationship with us, took on flesh and bone to live among us, comes to us still in water and word and bread and wine, and who wants nothing more than to be bound up with us in love and then ask that we go and do likewise. And for this we can say, thanks be to God.